Hey everyone, Communications Director Jay Sokol here. Got a good interview today. Jeff Caps. he's a career police officer, former uh, College Station Police Chief, and now Assistant City Manager. I've been wanting to talk to Jeff for a long time because I think it's a pretty interesting career path for him. And the most fascinating part, at least in my opinion, is the rivalry that he has lived for all these years with the fire department, right? It's it's all been pretty friendly, but when it comes to fighting for bigger pieces of the city budget each year, well, that stuff gets serious. So now Jeff oversees both of those operations, police and fire, plus a couple of others. So we'll talk about all of that. Also, here's a little game for you to play. I want you to count the number of times that Jeff talks about being blessed throughout his professional career. I'll tell you right now, it's a bunch of times, but he's really serious about it. Tells you what kind of guy he is. So here's the talk with Jeff Caps. We'll start with this. What is the... Because I feel like I remember us talking in previous lives, back when I did news and you were maybe uh, early in your in your law enforcement career, when do you remember the two of us actually talking for the first time? Man, uh, years ago, uh, and I don't, I don't know what role I was in, probably detective or something with the police department. I can remember uh, your days back at WTAW, I would imagine, uh, when you worked there. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you've moved all over the place. So <laughs> I can't hold a job. <laughs> That's right. Well, was, did you ever work overnights? Because that's probably what I, I it did. Was. Yeah, I, I was probably when I was a sergeant uh, on patrol. Uh, we would talk to the various news agencies at night, give yeah. updates, and I, I'm sure that's probably where it was. Yeah, because so. I'd get there at the crack of dawn and say, "All right, what right. what happened overnight?" And uh, it you was would, smooth sailing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was never anything that happened on your ship. That was weird. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I remember that. I, I, that's what I remember as well. Is that we would we chat a little bit about the stuff that would happen overnight and. That's back when we seemed to be a quieter town, I think. Yes, a yeah. little bit. So tell me about your law enforcement career, because it wasn't that long ago when, when I learned from you that you didn't start out at College Station PD. You started out at University Police Department. Is that right? Actually, uh, my first law enforcement job here in town was at the Brazos County Attorney's Office. So you can't hold a job either. That's right. I did an internship with uh, uh, James Kaboviak back yes. in uh, the late 80s, 1988. Uh, he sent me through the police academy, and I, I I worked for their office for about a year as an investigator. Worked hot check cases primarily. I know people don't write checks anymore. He was Mr. Hot Check Prosecutor. He was. Yeah. He was. And so we we worked a lot of those cases. Um, I, I when I after about a year I left there. I went over to uh, the University Police Department. Uh, I worked there for about three and a half years um, before coming over to the city of College Station. So you came to College Station what year? Uh, January of 1993. January 1993. See, I was at a different group of stations, and that was at the KORA group. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, still uh, can't hold a job. Uh, So, okay, so you get here January 1993, and and what's your career trajectory here? I worked on patrol uh, for about two and a half years, uh, and then I – I moved over to the detective division. Uh, I was a detective for about six years. Uh, if I look back on my career, probably that's one of the things that I miss the most. I enjoyed being a detective, enjoyed that aspect of the job, working with people, working with victims. Uh, I, that, I, I think I tell people this a lot. That was one of the highlights of my career uh, in that role. Uh, promoted 
to uh, a sergeant position, went back to the streets, worked patrol uh, for several years uh, as a patrol sergeant, uh, and then actually made myself uh, work back into the CID or the Criminal Investigation Division. I uh, worked as a supervisor in, in that group before promoting to a lieutenant, um, and then had did stints in uh, internal affairs as a lieutenant, uh, over patrol, over special operations, uh, and then uh, was eventually promoted to an assistant chief position. Um, spent kind of a short time as assistant chief before being named interim chief. So, and you were interim chief what year? Uh, that was 2009. All right. Yeah. And then you finally became uh, chief of police fall of 2009. Is that about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. It was it was during that time period, yes. Yeah, because I think you became police chief officially about the time that I came over here. Okay. Yeah. So that was about the same time. Um, so all told, uh, law enforcement for how many years? Uh it's been over about 25 years now in law enforcement and uh, a good career. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been blessed through the years. So. What are some of the career highlights? I know that you, you said you probably enjoy being a detective the most, but what are some things that stand out to you that kind of define your law enforcement career? Just whether it, uh, I don't know, uh, close calls, case breaks, whatever those may be. Yeah. I, you know, I think through the years and, you know, we don't probably talk about them a lot, but there, there's been some, some pretty big cases that uh, I've had an opportunity to work on through the years. Had some capital murder cases that uh, had a tendency to, to draw a lot of attention. The Yanobi Matthews case was probably one in particular uh, that I had a chance to work on with, with many folks in the department, but uh, um, he had actually, you know, murdered a couple of young ladies in town, and, and it was a uh, it was stressful for the whole community, uh, not knowing who that was at the time, and then when we made the arrest, and then just all the follow-up that went with it, and, and and that's one of those particular cases for some reason or another has caught a lot of public fanfare. Well, I, I was going to say, did you think you'd be talking about this 15, 16 years later? No, not a chance. Because you've had to do some, or you've been asked to do some some interviews for national programs. Right. Never, never had any ideas, you know initially probably within a few years after that it was a couple of um the actual pathologist uh that we took uh that we went to there in san antonio she ended up with her own show she'd moved out to florida uh it was dr garavaglia and she ended up with her own show called dr g so that was probably the first one that came to us uh and that was maybe five years after after the incident and so we did did that show uh, you know, several years later, um, Paula Zahn, Investigative Discovery, contacted us. Uh, we did a show with them, and then most recently, Dateline uh, did a show on it as well. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think we're done on all the shows. <laughs> you think? Uh, I, I, we plan to be done on all the shows, but, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, who, who would ever have thought that they would have gained that much attention through the years, so. Yeah, so that clearly was something that, that stood out and continues to, to follow you and stand out. But what other right. things um, about your law enforcement career are, are memorable to you? Well, and I think, you know, you can go back and, you know, I was in various roles. As a detective, The you know, the bonfire incident was huge. Uh, you know, those are some of the major things. 
Uh, a few years later, we had a pretty horrific accident out uh, off of um, Highway 60 here involving several students uh, that were killed in a, in a tragic vehicle accident. I remember that. Uh, I can remember those well. Uh, you know, there's some, some big instances where you were really dealing with a lot of family members. Um, and I think in law enforcement, if I look back on the career, one of the most difficult things that we do in law enforcement uh, is is sit down with family members and, you know, it's the worst time of their lives and have to share with them the loss of a loved one or different things. And so I, I can remember a lot of those cases. I can remember uh, students that have, um, you know, went out thinking everything was going great, celebrating their 21st birthday, drank too much and, and died and having to sit down with those family members and, and try to tell them that. And those are, those are difficult things. Oh my gosh. So. Uh, did you ever, uh, did you ever get shot at? I never did. Uh, I was blessed. Uh, you know, I we we've come across people with guns, knives, weapons through the years. Uh, I've been fortunate. Uh, you know, there's been times when I felt like things were very close. When you're having to draw down somebody and and get them to drop weapons, and uh, you know, it seems like everything's in slow motion at the time. But I've been really blessed and fortunate not to. Uh, have to go to that level of force but you got i imagine you have a, uh, an instance or two where you walked away from it and got to reflect and think oh my gosh yes uh, that could have gone way wrong uh, i several i can think of through the years that uh, probably could have really uh, changed the whole course of my career uh, if you look back on it uh, but uh, i was blessed and and things things worked out okay so 25 years in law enforcement and then what, you wake up one day and decide that uh, city management might be the thing for you? Uh, how did you end up uh, transitioning from police chief, career law enforcement guy, to being an assistant city manager? Well, I can't say that it was anything that was on my radar. Uh, I can remember walking through City Hall. My, uh, my boss, uh, Kathy Merrill, who was assistant city manager, had retired, and uh, so I was... Uh, reporting directly to our new city manager at the time, uh, Kelly Templin. And I can remember walking through the building one day and, and him seeing me in the hall. And I said, hey, you got just a minute? I want to talk to you. And uh, <laughs> Which can uh, – that can tie up a lot of time uh, when he does that. <laughs> From time to time, yeah. yes, it can. Uh, so I stepped in and talked to him a little bit. Really, you know, it wasn't on my radar. He asked if, if I had ever thought about it, and uh, I, you know, was just being honest with him, I said no, I had not, and and um, you know, he he had mentioned what he was trying to, what his vision was. Uh, he was looking somebody that that maybe had been in public safety could understand uh, the needs from the public safety standpoint, uh, and then how he was looking at trying to divide the city up, and and uh, asked if I might be interested. In, uh, in that pathway and you know I just again it was one of those things I never really thought about I asked him I said you know I I would really love a little bit of time to, to think about it and he said you know go ahead you, you got you got a couple of days here and, uh, but no he he was good he gave me a couple of weeks and and uh, because I was um, I was really happy uh, in doing what I was doing I enjoyed being the, the chief of the police department I enjoyed working with people uh, and it just something that I never really thought about. But I, I did spend some time, talked with my family a lot about it, did a lot of soul searching, did a lot of praying about it, and uh, and it 
it was intriguing. Uh, it I always like to uh, to learn new things, and I and I thought this was a challenge that uh, you know I'd be able to pick up on some new things, learn some new things, and it, I've enjoyed it. It's been great. Challenge. But emotionally or psychologically, how difficult was it to realize? Oh, okay, I'm not going to put on a uniform, a badge, a gun uh, every day anymore. I'm trading that in for uh, a you know a shirt and tie. Right. No, it was it was different. Uh, it it was um, it's a different mindset, and um, you know, I it it probably took me several months to try to adjust. Uh, you're you're still, I guess, in that law enforcement mindset, but um, and and I've been blessed too, uh, as 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 you're probably aware. And, and Kelly uh, ended up making the the position to. Uh, the assistant city manager's position that I'm in, uh, it is a commission position. So I, I still hold my my law enforcement, uh, my TCOL certification, and so I'm I'm still have a certified peace officer, and so uh, I still maintain that, still maintain those training levels and different things like that. But uh, um, yes, it, it is a different role, so a different mindset. Uh, I've I now. You know, not only I'm looking over the law enforcement side of it, uh, but have the fire side, uh, human resources, and community service, and so uh, it's been it's been very interesting getting to know those other departments much better. So, so let's start with the fire department because you guys obviously have uh, a close relationship, police and fire, uh, in terms of. Uh, emergency response and and so forth but you also have, have a friendly rivalry um i mean let's face it you you compete for dollars to try to uh, accomplish the things you want to accomplish uh but now you're the guy who's over both of those departments so talk about that because you have a, a more of a global perspective and you get to counsel these uh two departments and, right. and maybe give them a bigger picture to look at. But what is that like now as our former top cop now uh, over fire as well as PD? Yeah, and I think that that is the transition, uh, one of the major transitions. Because, yeah, as you say, uh, from police chief to fire chief, we were both probably competing for a limited pool of dollars. Uh, and so uh, I can remember the first budget year when I – moved into the city manager's office because we're always thinking, you know, there's got to be more money out there. There's got to be something. <laughs> uh, but it was extremely eye-opening uh, to go through that first budget process and to sit down and get a, a full picture of uh, what money's coming in, uh, what what the needs of are of the city as a whole, and the limited amount of funds that we have to be able to do the job that we need to do. And and we're we're blessed to live here in College Station. We've got a great uh, we've got a great city. We've got a great workforce, but there are limited funds, and and so being able to look at it from that perspective, um, it it did it was eye opening. It really was. So, yeah, talk about some of the challenges before we move away from police and fire, and maybe talk about uh, human resources and community services. What are some of the challenges that you are trying to help? these two departments through what are they facing that that become issues for you to try to help them with yeah i, I think it does come back to uh the growth of the city uh what we've seen over the last you know five ten fifteen years with the growth of the city 
and then having the resources to be able to combat that. And, and you know, we we dealt with it years uh, in, in, on the law enforcement side. Now we're looking at it holistically, and I know fire has done the same through the years. But uh, just working with those groups to figure out with the limited amount of resources that we have, how can we operate in the most effective and efficient manner? Uh, we constantly, uh, and, and I think citywide, we got to constantly be looking at how we do businesses. Um, and because we've been doing it the same way for the last 10, 15 years, we've got to be able to be able to change, be able to look at how we do businesses and, and see if there's better ways of doing business. Um, and, and those, I think it's it can be good times and, and it can be challenging as well So you're, because you're constantly looking uh, at your business practice and um, you know we I've talked to both chiefs as of late and so we're we're looking at how each each operation is ran and saying you know if we if we tweak this how does that affect our service level and and, and you know we in the city we, we've always maintained a high level of service uh, and we don't want to lose that um, but we're trying to figure out the best way to accomplish what we're doing with with the resources we have so. do subcultures sometimes get in the way because i imagine like any place there's a certain culture that has evolved within the police department over decades and the same mm-hmm. with the fire department there has to be a subculture in place it, it's been there for such a long time but you probably have to break through those to some degree to have them be open to new ways of doing things right yeah you do um and i think i mean that's just that's that mindset is uh let's continue to look at how we do business and see um if there if there are more efficient ways of doing it um we we never want to jeopardize any type of safety or anything like that and we're always looking to ensure that we don't do that but at the end of the day there's there's got to be some some ways uh, that we can do things that will uh, be both beneficial for the each individual departments as well as the city as a whole. And so we we've got to find those things, and we got to constantly be looking at that. Uh, we we can't maintain the status quo as we're going forward, and I think everybody understands that. And so uh, I would say this: we're blessed with having uh, administrations across the board that will look at that and, and continually be looking at how we can you know what make sure that we're covering best practices and look for better ways of doing business so okay so let's move away from police and fire you also oversee human resources and community services tell me about those operations and uh the kinds of issues that you try to jump in and and help with there sure Uh, both those departments uh both debbie and allison have been extremely uh great to work with um, I have a much better appreciation for what both the departments do uh, at this time. And, and, you know, you don't realize, you don't see the day-to-day activities from, from the outside. You don't see what those individuals and those individual departments are doing on a daily basis. But I, I truly have a much better appreciation. Uh, there, There's so much. Um, if you look at just human resource department, uh, you lose sight that they're touching each and every individual employee within the whole city on a daily basis um, the decisions that we make from that standpoint uh, are touching touching the lives of every one of our employees uh, and so you know between personnel issues uh, retirements different things that they're working on compensation uh, we're spending uh, a large amount of time 
uh, on this salary survey, and we've been working hand-in-hand hand through the, from the city manager's office with, with our HR department as we're moving forward and looking at, you know, new pay structures and different things like that. Um, a lot of work, a lot of dedicated work has been going, has gone into that. And, um, you know, I, just the amount of work that is involved behind the scenes that you don't really appreciate till you have a chance to look at it. It's, uh, it's been amazing. And, and I, I truly have a much deeper appreciation for what those farmers, Debbie on the other end, uh, she's, you know, they're kind of wearing a lot of hats over there. Yeah, they are. They've got a Northgate operation, uh, that handles a lot of the parking, the parking garage, uh, in, in various aspects up there and in, the, in that whole area entertainment district up there uh and so you got that mindset the other side they got code enforcement uh so they're out there trying to find that balance between what's going to be right for our citizens what's going to be right for uh the community and exactly you know where we want to be as a city as it relates to that uh and then she does a lot with the community block grants you got to have people that are specialized at uh, working with low uh, to moderate income families, uh, trying to make sure that they're getting the funds uh, that are available to them. And so it's just, uh, for her, it's it's a lot of different mindsets going on at the same time. She's got a great staff, though, that helps her and got people that are actually specialized in each of those positions. So they're doing great things as well, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of each of those departments. So. so what are next steps for you? Do you? Now that you've been in the city manager's office for a while, is that – uh, sort of a track that you'd like to move up through and maybe be a city manager someday or or uh, are you even open to the possibility of going back into law enforcement you know I'm extremely happy doing what I'm doing right now <laughs> okay. uh, I, I really you know I have, have not given that thought uh, right now I feel like I, through my career each position that I've, I've held I figure I, I seems like to me I've spent the first year trying to learn that position uh, and then the subsequent years you're trying to really improve upon the processes make things more efficient and, and I feel like I've, I've kind of got to the point where I've learned uh, those individual departments enough that now that we can really dig down in and see if there's ways that we can do business better and so we're really working on that now next couple of years um, I'm excited about looking more in depth of each of the individual departments and seeing how we can become better as a city as a whole so yeah so uh, just between you and me uh how just awful is it working for templin <laughs> is anything just between you and me always no there's uh, not <laughs> all right uh no uh kelly i we're blessed uh, he is as you know he is extremely easy to talk to um <laughs> well when he lets you talk <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You're mostly listening. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed working with Kelly. Uh, it, uh, he he has a, a passion for the city of Calhoun Station. Um, I, I don't think, you know, just as you talk to him, he's not one of those guys that's looking for the next gig. He's really dedicated to the, to the community, dedicated to our staff, and um, – I think we've got some great things uh, coming in line for us over the next couple of years and look forward to working with him and, and as we continue to improve our day-to-day -day operations. So. Well, I appreciate you coming in here because I know how excited you were to do this. I was excited, yes. D did we do okay? We did a great, I think. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks a bunch. All right, thanks. 
That was good to talk with Assistant City Manager Jeff Caps. Hope to have him in here a bunch more since he has some pretty interesting topics and projects on his desk. Now, if you haven't browsed our podcast archive, you really should. Lots of topics to choose from, uh, including how the city council a while back cleared the way for food truck parks to locate in College Station. The driving force of that was Councilman James Benham, and he talked about how he hopes to see those parks evolve. I'd like to see us have two or three of these. I think they're, they'd be fun for everybody to go out to. And when I talk to my employees and my prospective employees and when I talk to people who look at staying in College Station, uh, you know, there's one thing that they say when they're really talking about whether they should stay or leave this town is the, uh, you know, the cultural items that we have for them to enjoy outside of work. And I think this is one of those that makes life just a little bit better, makes life just a little bit more fun. Uh, it also enables the free market to operate more efficiently. And uh, so I'd like to see two or three of the two or three of these, but there could be more. It really depends on obviously sales. You can find my talk about food truck parks with Councilman James Benham at soundcloud.com slash college station. So that's it for now. Thank you very much for staying all the way till the end. And I'll see you next time. I'm Jay Sokol.